Okay, good evening. Today's daf is Shkalim Daf Yud Zayin. We're on Tez Zayin Amit Beis, the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom. So the previous Mishnah was mentioning the number. We said there were 13, uh, 13 uh, places where they would bow, bow down. So this Mishnah continues that, and the Gemara and the Mishnah asks, Heichan Hayu Hishdachavoyseilu. Where were these thirteen? Where were these thirteen uh, bowings? So the Mishnah says like this: Arba Batzafin. There were four in the northern part of the Beis HaMikdash, Ba'abra Ba'darim, four in the south, Shalash Ramezach, three in the east, Ushtayim Ba'arav, and two in the evening. What do the 13 bowings correspond to? Where specifically would they bow? Keneget Shleisha Asasharim, there were 13 gates. If you will look at a picture, the article has a picture, I didn't send it out. They have a picture of the, the Beis HaMikdash, and you could see that there would be 13 Sha'arim, 13 gates, and the mission is going to describe these gates. These entrances. Deremiim, the southern ones that were smuchim lemarav. So we're going to go to the southwest corner, and we're going to start like that. Shara Elia, and the first one was called the Shara Elia. It was the uppermost gate in Harabayas, because Harabayas was on a slope, so that's the top one. Then you have Shara Hadelek, the gate where they would bring in the kindling, where the point is for the, they would bring the wood in for the Atzei Hamaracha. Then you have Shara Habachayres. You have a Tezayin Amidbeis. So it's 16B, the last, the last one of 16B. So Shar Ha'elyon, then you have Shar Ha'delek, then you have Shar Ha'bechayres, the entranceway where the firstborn, firstborn Bechari Behema would go in. Okay, next, Shar Ha'mayim. There's another gate called the Shar Ha'mayim. What's the Shar Ha'mayim? So the Gemara, the Mishnah asks, Lama Nikra Shar Ha'mayim. Why was it called the entranceway for water? So one of two reasons. Number one, Shabai Machnisim Tzleiches, now on Yud Zayin, number 17, Shalnisa Chamayim Bechag. That's the place where they would bring in the, the container of water for the Nisa Chamayim on Yantif, on Sukkis. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Emer, that's not the reason why it was called Shar Hamayim. It was called Shar Hamayim because Boy Hamayim Mefakin Vaasidim Liyos Yoitzim Mitachas. Miftan Habayas. So one day we're going to see this in the Gemara. There's, there's a Nevoa in Zechariah and in Yechesko that at the end of time, there's going to be water coming out of the Beis HaMikdash. It's going to trickle out from the Kachiak Dashim and it's going to get shrunk into a stream when it goes through this Shar Hamayim. And that's why it's called Shar Hamayim because of what's going to happen in the future. Lu'umasan, on the opposite side of the Azara, now we went from the south, now we're going to the north, Batsafain. So Smuchim Marv, once again we're going to the west, the northwest part, so Shar Yechania. There was a gate called Shar Yechania, and the Mishnah will explain why it was called the gate of Yechania. Then you have Shar Ha Karbon, it was the gate where they would bring in the carbon if it was Kach Yechadashim. Shar Hanashim, where the women would come when they had Karbonis, if they wanted to do Smicha, according to those Tanam that said women do Smicha. But they had their own designated uh, place, obviously for Tznias, that they don't have to be uh, mixed in with all the other people. Shar Hashir, you had this gate that they would bring in the guitars and the, and the harp, everything for, for the, the, mu- the musical instruments for the Azara. V'lam anikra shmoi Shar Yechania. Why was it called Shar Yechania? Shabayatzi Yechania Begalusai. That when Yechania was taken into Galus, he went out through that door, meaning he was taken out by Nebuchadnezzar through that door. That's why it's called his name. One more side, Sheba Mizrach, we have Shar Nikanar, we have 
the gate of Nicanor. So we're going to see in Yuma, there's famous doors of Nicanor. We're going to discuss that then. Ushnei Pishpishin, we had this in uh, earlier, that there was two Pishpishin, there was two small doors, entranceways into, into, uh, into the Azara. It was either one big door and a small door within the big door, or it was two separate doors. That's another two. And Shnaim, and the final two, if you're keeping track, is Bamarv in the west. There was no name. It's like you're uh, that place in the mirror, near the mirror. Makam Shame, right? Place without a name. So you have the final side, final two doors, no name. Now, the Mishnah said, why do you have 13? Or, yeah, what are the 13 bowings corresponding to? So the Mishnah said, very simple. It's corresponding, you actually bow down right in front of the 13 gates. Each gate had a place to bow down. So the Gemara says, Abba Yosef ben Yerichanan here. This Mishnah must go like Abba Yosef ben Yerichanan, the Amar Kenegesh Loisha Asr Sha'arim. That the 13 bowings are corresponding to the 13 gates. Baram Kirabanan, we have a Machlekes in Mesechtamidas, which is focusing on the dimensions and all the Caleb in the base of Medosh. You have an entire Mesechta called Mesechtamidas. So there, the Rabbanan held Shiva Sha'arim Hayabazara. There were seven, not 13. So how do you have 13 bowings? Where are the 13 bowings uh, being done? So So the Gemara says, we have a Mishnah right there in Midas. It says, There were 13 Pratzas. Um, Apirza means a um, breaches in the in, in it. What's by? So there was something called a Sireg. And the Sireg was like some type of fence that Separated between the 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 the, the Harabayas and the Chel, the Chel was this entranceway into that by the Azara. So you had a a sireg, a separating gate. Many learned the gate separated it, and the pu- purpose of the gate was that only until this point could non-Jews go to. They couldn't go further. So and the Ivanim, the Greeks, they made thirteen piercing 13 breaches in this fence. Why? We could imagine because they said, well, you're keeping us out. We're all equal. And they wanted, they, they broke the fence. So from the Hanukkah story, so you had the fixed the fence. That somewhat of a thanking of Hashem that we should bow down to these thir- 13 times, 13 Hishtachavayas in the base of Mindash. So it sounds like this 13 times is much later. It's only at the end of Bayashani, but that must be the opinion of the Rabbanon. However, our Mishnah seems to go with Abba Yosef and Yerichanon, 13 entrances. Hence, 13 places to bow. Okay, so the Mishnah picked up on this Shah Hamayim, the gate of the water. So one shot was, that was the gate where they would bring out the water for the Nisa Hamayim on Sukkot. We had a different understanding. That was based on what's going to happen, La'asad Lava, in the future. Water is going to come out from the base of Middash. And the Gemara is going to describe in detail. We're going to fly through it, but it's going to describe what's going to happen. It's all based on Psukim and Zechariah and Psukim and Yechaskel. These are Nevois. They didn't happen yet. Hopefully, one day, soon. But not yet. Ksiv, the Pasuk says in Zechariah, on that day, there's water going to come out of Yerushalayim. And then it says, a lot of things in that pasuk, but it says Tani be base kaidish hakadashim. It's coming out from the kaidish hakadashim adaparaychas. So from inside the kaidish hakadashim, until it hits the paraychas, that curtain, 
between the Kaidish and the Kaidish Kadashim, it's going to be a small stream. It's going to be so thin, like the antenna of a snail or some type of shavlov, some type of a worm or snail, very small antenna. That's how thin the, the stream is going to be. Next stage, from the Parech until the Mizbeach, it's going to get a little thicker, a little wider. It's like going to be the antenna of a grasshopper, which is a little bigger. Until it gets to the Azara, it's like the string of the warp. So from Mizbeach to Shabbos fame, the warp and the woof, but a little thicker, like a rope. From the Azar until the Miftan Abayas, Kechot Shel Erev, it will be even thicker, like the string of the wolf. At that point, now you have the Shahamayim, Kemipiapach, it's going to come out like the opening of a bottle. So a much thicker stream. Ksiv, the Pasuk says, that there was this, uh, that there was this malach that, that's uh, talking to Yecheskel, and he's holding in his hand this uh, this measurement of how big the water is going to be. So, so what does that mean? So may avsayim. What does that mean? The water goes up to avsayim. So ad karsula until one's ankles. It's going to go ad berkaya. It's going to go until one's knees. The, the pasuk continues. It goes out until the waist. That no one will be able to pass. Pass. That's how. That's how strong the water pressure is going to be. I feel that they run him. Even a boat. Even if you're running Gedayla, even a big boat, any lava boy won't be able to pat or swim or float or go through the water. My time, how do you know this in the Pasuk? The Pasuk says if it's see Adir and the strong object, won't be able to pass through it. So you won't be able to take a boat through this water that came from the Kaddish HaKadashim coming out of the Sharamayim, this special miracle. Why won't you be able to? Kigo hamayim mei sachu that the water is so strong like mei sachu. What does that mean? Mahu mei sachu milashet from swimming. It's too strong that you won't be able to swim, and we understand it means even via a boat you won't be able to go through it. Amrav chuna but asrin in our town karol we call swimming sechuna as the pasuk says mei sachu sechuna uperis yada bekirba kasher yefaris hasecha lishchais. As the Pasuk says, that they spread out their, their hand, their arms, like someone who's a seicha, sounds like a swimmer, is trying to swim. So you see, this word means swimming. Okay. Mahu lischais, what does the mean? What does the end of the Pasuk mean? That lischais, I'm Rabbi Rabbi Bon, Mayan demismalin ba'amma, that water that everybody's going to talk about, like sicha, like sach, like dvarimatelim, sach, sach means to speak. So everyone's going to be talking about this great miracle of the water. We're not done yet. Now we have a pasuk in, Yeche- in Zechariah. It says, This water is going to actually be used as a mikvah. Not only is it a mikvah, it has a higher status called a, a Mayan, or which is actually this, this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini. And this is actually Mayim Chaim. It's water that's, that's uh, alive. So Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman 
I'm sorry. So the Pasik says that this water was used for chatas, which means lame chatas for the paraduma. You need mayim chayim el keli, the Pasik says. Well, anida, it's also fit for anida as well. So Rav Shmuel Banachem Bishim Yoinasan says like this that me based David by Yoshevishulayim from the house of David until Yoshevishulayim, it's Kesherim, meaning based David, by the way, it's talking about the base of Meidosh, is Kesherim Lanida, it's kosher for anida to be taival in it, and Ulachatas. It's kosher for the afer para duma needs mayim chayim. It's called mayim chayim at that point. What's this water? Leaves Yerushalayim. So now it's going to get mixed in with other rainwater. It's a mixture of different types of water. So the halacha is, let's say you have a mayon and a mikvah mixed together. Kesherim lanida, anida could go table in it, as long as it's not mayim shuv, and it's not collected in a, in a keli, it's not in a swimming pool, it's, uh, it's, it's in a, a bar. So halacha is, anida could go. Psulu mechatas, mechatas, you need mayim chayim. You can't take water from your classic mikvah and use it for mechatas, it doesn't work. That is one opinion. Amr Abelazar, different opinion. Based on Yeshua Shalayim, Kesheim Lanida Lachatas. Kosher for Nida and for Chatas. But Mikan Veelech, Mekatafrisais Hain. It's called Katafras. It's on a it's on an angle. It's on a slant. It's, and there's a halacha called Katafras in a Chibor. Hilchos Mekvayis. For those who learned it, it's a serious halacha that if something's on an angle, it's going down. Then it is not called a connection. And he holds Psulim Lanida. It's called Zeichlin, it's called moving, it's possible for Nida and for Achatas. There, there is a, the standard way of learning it is that, without trying to remember the Hilchas Mikvais here, is that as long as, no, we'll leave it, we'll leave it, because there's, there's, there's a famous Chumra from the Debe Chaim that if you ever notice, there's, when they build Mikvais, there's the Chabad Mikvah, which is Bar Agabi Bar. They have the actual rainwaters on the bottom. And you have the, the bar where they're going to put the chlorinated water, the new water from the city. That's on top. And there's a connection in the floor itself. Bar al-Gabi bar. So the Dibri Chaim is talking about a similar case, not like that. And he says, what do you mean? It's on an angle. The attachment is on an angle. It's katafras in a chibar. Now, the truth is, even the Dibri Chaim would, would agree that our, our, even the bar al bar is fine, even though no one, no one Hasidish would go with this. But there's no water going from A to B. It's, it's attached with a hole. The case of the Debrei Chaim is talking about a pipe. You had a pipe that connected two bodies of water. But uh, we'll leave it for a different time. The halachas of mikvahs. Next. So what does that mean? This is the sea of Soimchai. This is the Kinneret. The water ended up in all three of these seas, the Samchai, the Arava, which is the Tveria, the Yam Tveria, and the Yam HaMelech. This went into the Yam HaGadol, which we assume means the Mediterranean Sea. So the water would spread out everywhere. Now, why was the Yam HaGadol called Moitzaim? The Yam HaGadol, the Mediterranean, flooded the world twice. Echad Bedar Enosh, the Echad Bedar HaFlaga. As we're going to see later on. Rabbi Lazar B'Shem Rabchina says, Barishayno, in the Dar Enosh Yatsa Ad Kalbria. It went until the place called Kalbria. Uvashniya by Dar HaFlaga, Yatsa Ad Kepi Barbria. It went until the coast of Barbaria. Okay, so it flooded during these times. Rabbi Acha B'Shem Rabchina, Barishayno Yatsa Ad Kepi Barbria, Uvashniya Yatsa Ad Ako Ad Yafo. And so far to Ako and to Yafo, it's, as the Pusik says, Ad Po Tavoy Veloy Saisif, go here 
and, and don't uh, don't go more. So at Akko go until Akko. Until Yafai, we're showing off the Goin Galecha, the greatness of your of your waves, of your of, of your of your majesty. So up until there. Now the Gemara asks, so I understand why this water, this miraculous water, had to go to some of the seas. I understand why the, this water went into the Mediterranean and went into the, the Dead Sea, the Yamamelach, to sweeten the water. The water's salty, it's seawater or it's Dead Sea water. So to sweeten it, it makes sense. But Yama Tadvar, Yama Samchu, their water is perfect. That's drinking water in Israel from the Kinneret. So what's, what's going on here? So the Gemara says, that the bracha that came from the, the water that came from the Beis Mikdash was to increase the fish in the Kinneret. There'll be a lot of various types of fish in, the, in these bodies of water now. Tani. I once went to this place called Seidan. Three hundred types of fish, but in one plate. So uh, he ate a lot of fish. So he, he was saying that minim tia degasam that that there's a lot of fish with when it comes there's a lot of types of fish. Next, venir puu hamayim that the water would become healed from this water. So it makes sense, as we said, the Yam HaMelech, the Dead Sea, was salty, so it got sweetened from this. Okay, so it says, Yet the Pasuk says, in the swamps and the pools, and it won't become healed, it's always going to be for salt. So it sounds like, the water was healed. So the Gemara says, no, there was a place called Rafu. And that place also was, was healed, but it doesn't mean it wasn't healed. Next, that on a valley there will be uh, the, all types of trees, the, the leaves won't wither, the fruit will not diminish, that the crop will come, which sounds like every two months. So, Tani, in our current state of things, in our world, that the crop rotation is six months, six months in the crop cycle. The Elon and a fruit, every 12 months, that's when you get your apple. Right? Seasonal products every year. That grain is going to come in just one month. The Elon, and trees will give off, give off fruit within two months. My time, how do I see that? It says, Lachadash of Yebaker that it's going to get ripe in Chadasha in two months. Now, if, you, if, if trees get ripe in two months, and we know that the crop, the regular grain, got ripe uh, double the speed quicker than fruit, so if fruit is two months, then the other grains are going to be one month. Okay? Grain is going to come in 15 days. And trees will give out fruit in a month. How does he see that? Then in the times of Yoel, it's actually Gemara and Tainus. We'll see that soon. They were diving for rain. No rain came. The rain finally showed up right in the beginning of Nisan, and they were able to grow things so quickly, they were able to harvest it, and it was called chadash, 
You have to bring Chadash, that's the carbon Ha'aymer, we're counting Ha'aymer now, but that's the carbon Ha'aymer they used to bring. So that Chadash was planted 15 days before they brought it. So you see the nays happen once like that, and it makes sense that the miracle is going to be 15 days again for grain. Now, if grain is 15 days, trees, double is a month. So my time, how does he see that? It says in the Pasuk in Yoel, says, explains that it's talking about the, the last time that, that, um, that rain could come is Nisan. This is in, in Eretz Yisrael. And that's when the rain came. So it was only 15 days between the rain and them bringing the Omer. I, the Pasuk said, Lachadashov, sounds like two months. So he says, Every month, you would have a, um, you would have two times getting ripe. I'm sorry, no. Sorry, he's going on the fruit. Every month, you'll have new fruit. Then the Pasuk said, The leaves will be, Latrufa sounds like from medicine. They would suck out the, the moisture from the leaf, they would consider it like food. Ravu Shmuel, Chadamar says that Latrufa means Lahater Peshalamalan. It's going to help your mouth. That's your, your opening on top. Chadamar Lahater Peshalamatan is going to help for treating infertility. That's Lahater Peshalamatan. That was the Rafua from this. Rabbi Shuban Levi, Chadamar Lahater Peshalamatan. Again, for, for uh, infertility. Chadamar Lahater Peshalamatan. For those that are mute, they will then be able to speak with these growths. Ulumasan Batsafan. Okay, now we're going back to the gates. So we said that we had this northern gate, and there was a gate called Shar Yechania, and it was the gate where Yechania was taken out of Galus. So, I'm sorry, taken out to Galus. So At might say we find, So the, it's like a medrash over here, that the time when Nebuchadnezzar was going up to Yisrael, he, he was sitting in the, uh, the city of Antiochia, the Yatza Sanhedrin Gedol across the Sanhedrin came out towards him, and they asked him, Are you going to destroy this, uh, this base on Mikdash? He said, That guy that, that I made king over you, give him to me and I'm going to take him. So, who was that? That was the king. That was the Melech Yehuda. So the Sanhedrin came to Yayachar, the king of Yehuda, and they said like this, Nebuchadnezzar, boy, he wants you. Time to go. Once he heard this, he took the keys of the Beis HaMikdash, he went up to the Heichel, he said, in the past, previously, we were trusted to you, you gave us the ability to take care of the keys. You no longer believe us. Here's our keys. And he threw it up. Train Amaron. You have two Amaron, two, two Shittas. Chat Amar Zerak, and he threw the keys in the air. And V'oid Layardu never came down, never landed, still up there. V'chat Amar Ba Kiminyad, there was some type of hand that outstretched from the sky, and took it from his hand. Just a fascinating idea of throwing up the keys and saying, Hashem, you know, we do what we can, but this is no longer in our hands. So I once heard from my, my, uh, my friend B.Z. Weiss, he said the following, he said, he was once talking on Sukkot, that in the Simcha's base of She'eva, part of the Simcha, one of the things they would do there is they would juggle. They'd be juggling during the Simcha space Sheva. And he said, the, the, the Chachma, the, what is the Chachma of juggling? Is that you can only hold in your hand so much. So you're taking three balls and you only have two hands. 
So juggling is, is, is what we do in life. We juggle things in life. And whatever's not in our hand, we throw up to Hashem. And we say, similar to what was going on here, that we, we could do what we can. But once you've taken that out from our hands, either life is, is too stressful, or you just don't have the physical capabilities, similar to you no longer trust us with your keys, okay, we throw it to Hashem, Hashem throw Hashem your burden, that's really what Simcha of the Simcha's base when a person realizes that I'm doing my best, my hands are full. Now, if your hands are empty, you're not doing a good job juggling, but my hands are full, and I'm still balancing all these things, juggling these things, and you throw it up to Hashem, and you say, Hashem, you take care of it, I'll take care of what's in my hands, but the rest I'm leaving to you. Okay, so on a somewhat of a, of a, uh, a sad twist to the story, Kevin Shiro Cole. Once all the uh, the ministers of Yehuda saw what happened, they saw what happened. Came, they saw what happened. That Shemayim took the keys. They said they realized the end is in sight. So they went to the top of their roofs. They fell and they died. It's a discussion. The Rishonim, what they were doing, is it halachically correct? There's a lot to, to discuss, but not for now. That they went up. That Hashem's asking, why'd you go up to the roof? But it seems like they went up to the roof and they subsequently died from either from falling or they jumped. Discussion in the Paiskim, what was going on there? Comes along the next Mishnah. So. Continuing with the theme of 13, so Shloisha Esther Shachanis Hav Mikdash, there were 13 tables in the base of Mikdash. Shmoyna Shoshai is the base of Mikdashayim, eight of marble in the basement of That's where they would shecht, like we would call this in Shechita, the kill floor. So the kill floor had eight marble tables. Sha'alein Madichanes Ekrovayim, they would wash and rinse the Kravayim, the insides of the Karbanis. Ushnaim, two additional tables, Bamarav. Ha Kevesh, we're in the western side of the uh, the, the ramp. Echosh Shayish, one Shayish, one from marble, but Echosh Kesav, one made out of silver. Alshal Shayish, Noisness Evarim, they put the Evarim, the limbs, but Alshal Kesav, Kleisharis, they put the Kleisharis, the utensils. Ushnaim and two additional tables, but Ulam, Mibufnim, inside the Ulam, Al Pesachabais, Echosh Shayish, Echoshazav, one made out of marble, one made out of gold. Alshal Shayish, Noisness Lechem Apanim, Bechnisasai, they put in the Lechem Apanim every Friday of Shabbos after it was baked, when the Kahanim were taking it on its way out, that's when they, they would put it on the Shalzav. Why? Why first uh, marble and gold? And you go up in Kaidesh, even when it comes to physical things. And one golden shulchan, the classic one that we know. And the lechem upon him had to be there constantly. As the Pasuk says, a lie tamid. Tani, we learned in the Brisa, Al Shokesef, on the silver shochan they put the lechem upon him, Rabbi Yoisi, Bishim Rabbi Shmuel, by Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Hanani, Matiba, Bishim Rabbi Yechanan, less Khan Shokesef. We hold no, this Brisa, this Mishnah says, no, there was no such uh, uh, arrangement to have silver tables for the lechem upon him. Silver could get hot if you leave it out in the sun. Again, imagine uh, Israeli summers. There's no roof, no air conditioning. It could be 95 degrees. And you have a silver table. It's going to get really hot. It's going to heat up the bread, and the bread's going to spoil. So the Gemara asks, hold on a second. The bread's going to spoil. One of the miracles, the famous miracles, was that bread didn't spoil in the basin. They had a fresh, soft bread. It came out fresh, Delicious 
even a week later, as they were taking it, it had the same taste as biyoyim as lechem chayim, even though they were taking it that day. So you see, there was a miracle. So why can't you use metal tables, silver tables? So the Gemara says, we don't rely on Nisim. It's going to be a theme in the beginning of Mesechlis Yuma. Even though there are many miracles, the kind of stuff to do their part in ensuring the food safety and the freshness of the lechem aponim. So emas kir and maisa nisim. They asked the following shaila. Bon kumi rabbi ilah. That's the following shaila from ilah. Lo hayisham lechem. Let's say people didn't show up. Remember we had the case where they tried to outsource who was making the bread. They messed up. There's no bread this week. No lechem aponim. What do we do? Can we leave the old bread that we were supposed to eat now? Should we leave it for another week? On one end, the Pasuk says, uh, Yet the Pasuk says, that it has to be lefanai tamid. So I'm alone. So Rabbi Yilal responded, It has to be there constantly. Even if it's puzzle, still it's the consistency of the lechem apanim that's necessary. So I want to just bring, there's a, there's a Mishnah, and, and towards the end of Menachos, the Aftali test, it brings in my chlekes what lefanai tamid means. Does it mean all day, every day? Or does it mean at least a minute in the morning and a minute at night? That is the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. A minute in the morning, a minute at night. And the Gemara there says that it's the same parallel discussion when it comes to learning Tyra. That by Tyra it says, that this is the Gemara making the, the connection. I mean, you have to learn every day. The same dispute doesn't mean a little morning, a little bit at night, or all day, every day. So I want to say this, the same part that we see from here that lechem panim has to be tamid afilu puzzle. Even if it's not the best learning, even if half asleep, someone told me that, that this year he's doing that, he did that for me, and he said he never learned over Pesach. With Seder, Erev Pesach, matzahs, wine. We'll go eight, nine days without learning. But he had eight dafa shkalim. He spent the time learning in it. So it's the, this is what, this is the, the dream of the dafyami is lefanai tamid, even when it's a feeble puzzle. But it's lefanai tamid. And the Gemara in Menachas makes that connection that Tyra is the same as the, as the lechem apanim. So lechem apanim, a puzzle, as long as it's every day. Lefanai tamid. So that, that's really the ikker. Next, let's just do one more piece on the theme of the shulchanis. We'll, we'll stop in the middle. Just we want to get to the bottom. So we assume there's one shulchan in the base of Migdash, in, in the in the Kaidish where they put the lechem upon him. But the Gemara says asara shulchanis asa shleima. There was ten additional shulchanis that Shlomo Melech made for the base of Migdash. So the pasuk says vayash shulchanis asara. He made ten vayanach beicha chamisha miyamin vechamisha mismol five on the right and five on the left. Five on the left. So in Tamar, if you tell me that Hamisha Bedaray Mechamisha Batsafine, if you put five in the north and five in the south, doesn't make sense. The Shochan itself, the actual Shochan that Moshe Rabbeinu made that that uh, had the Lechem Apanam on it, had to be in the north. So it must be that there were 11 shulchanis. One, the original shulchan of Maishar Rabbeinu. Then you have the shulchanis shleima. We'll put on the sides of that, of that original shulchan. Now, Afal Pikain, even though Shlomo Melech built these shulchanis, he used the lechem upon him. 
That's where they put the the um, the the shochan on. However, Rabbi Yosi that's the lechem upon him. Rabbi Yosi by Rabbi argues. He says, "I'm here. I'll call name is other shemar ve'es hashochanos ve'alehem lechem upon him." See the pesukim and divrei yamim sound like Shlomo Melech used all of them. All the shochanos were used for the lechem upon him. Shkayuch.